Good morning. My name is Greg. I'm the family ministries pastor here. Um, before we get into the sermon, I just want to make sure that everyone knows about this come and see event that Maddie shared about. I know um, at Harvest, sometimes some of us show up late, so you may have missed it. And I apologize to people that, that are new here and you show up on time because we never do. Um, but so Young Life is uh, it's a ministry to high schoolers. We have an awesome uh, Young Life club in campus. It's been going strong for years now. So uh, Capernaum is is what Maddie shared about. She's been involved with that in uh, uh, on the east side of Portland, I think you said. Um, so it's they their their target is high schoolers with uh, uh, developmental disabilities. Right, so so these kids get a chance to be a part of club, and and Maddie and some others want to bring that to Camus, which is awesome. Um, but it's it's going to take more than than Maddie. So this event is uh, I think May nineteenth, seven eight thirty. Um, the address is on there. Maddie's contact info is on there. Um, you know, may, maybe you can't show up to club every week, but but you want to come and find out how to pray or, or whatever. This is open to anyone who, who wants to support this. I just really want to make sure that, that uh, everyone knows about that. So, all right. So we're doing a four-week series on discipleship. Um, and Gary spoke last week, uh, basically, why? Why are we talking about discipleship? Um, and, uh, and, and today I get to talk about w- what is discipleship. Um, I think each week it's, it's really going to be helpful if, if you've heard the previous week. So if, if you're here this week, and you're like, ah, oh, I missed last week. We have it online, right? Yes, right? We have electricity and running water too. It's amazing. We're a 21st century church. We don't have a Twitter handle yet, but some of us do. Um, anyway, you should go back and, and listen to what, what Gary had to say last week. I actually, I was there last week and I decided to listen to it Two, two times this week as well. Um, but I want to hit on just a, a couple things that um, I think are just going to be helpful for, for today and, and for all the other weeks too. Um, so everyone who follows Jesus is a disciple of Jesus, right? Like we've got to understand that. If you're a Christ follower, you are a disciple of Christ, okay? Uh, a disciple is just a learner who, who follows a teacher, right? Who's becoming more and more like, like that teacher, not, not just in the head, but in the head, heart, actions. Um, so Jesus calls every Christian to not only like grow in Christ, mature in Christ, right? Become more and more like Jesus, but he also calls every Christian to have a part of making disciples, right? This isn't, um, this isn't something that like certain, uh, like special forces Christians do, right? This is, this is, Something all of us are to do, right? He 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 gave this uh, this mandate in Matthew twenty eight twenty, right? Which says, "Go make disciples of all nations." Um, so this is this is for all of us, um, and and yet historically, Christians, right? I'm not just talking about us, but historically, there, there was a there was a there was a time where uh, actually uh, someone, oh goodness, a famous missionary, William Carey, is that right, Carey? William Carey. Maybe. You guys won't know. <laughs> this guy wrote, he had to write this long thesis saying that, no, when Jesus told the, the 12 to make disciples, that wasn't just for those guys. This is for Christians of all times, right? Until Jesus comes back like this is what we are supposed to do. So I, I ripped this illustration off from another pastor. Um, but if I told my son Caden, right, he's 11, if I said, Caden, go clean your room. Right, and he goes into his room and he disappears for I don't know half hour, hour. He comes back out. 
And I say, yep, oh, room clean? He goes, yeah, dad. So I went in there, and I just meditated on what it would be like for my room to be clean. Like, just what you said, right? And then, like, I went on. I went online and I found out like in the original language, like what, what you meant by clean your room, right? And, and I texted my friends and they're going to come over and they're going to keep me accountable. And that we've got questions lined up every week. They're going to ask me about how to clean my room. Man, I just want him to pick up his underwear and his Legos, right? Like I don't, I don't want to study. <laughs> I, 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 I'm asking him to do something and I expect him to do it. Jesus has asked us, he's told us, go make disciples, right? That's for all of us, okay? So let's keep going. What is discipleship? Um, and today we're, 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 covering, we're covering the what, not the how. Matt's going to talk about the how next week. He's going to talk about how we disciple, like the forms, the modality. Today we're just talking about what, what do we mean by discipleship? Like what is... What did Jesus intend for us to make disciples? So I, I kind of feel like, like we have a coloring book, and all I'm doing is putting the lines in place today, and next week we get to color. For some of you, that might be incredibly frustrating, but come back next week. It'll be good. Um, so definition, and I, I think we have this. So discipleship is becoming like Jesus Christ in our heart. Oh, no, it was back there. Or it's there too. It's good. Um, it, it's becoming like Jesus Christ in our heart, mind, and our actions. And Alex, if you could go back to that last, that last one, that'd be great. Um, so as I've been talking to people about discipleship um, in the last couple of weeks as I've been preparing, but, but also throughout the years, like I, I talk about discipleship a lot, just, just working with youth, um, I, I keep hearing this word uh, formal, right? The, thinking about discipleship as this formal thing. Or people talk about, well, I never formally discipled, I, I was informally discipled. Um, so the question, like, is, is discipleship formal? Like, 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 you know, we meet this, this day of the week. We, uh, we're going through this passage. Uh, we have these accountability questions. We have this plan uh, for me to discover and grow in my spiritual gifts and, you know, on and on and on. So formal discipleship, right? There's, there's this a concrete plan or informal discipleship you know maybe, maybe that takes place over a, a cup of coffee or, or or at lunch with your coworker who knows jesus or um or, or just some guy that that uh for whatever reason at church like he, he keeps coming up and talking about your walk with christ so is discipleship formal is it informal yes it, it's 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 both um and moms happy mother's day but moms they deal with this all the time as a parent, right? The informal and the formal in, 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 in raising their kids, right? So um, Hudson is our three-and-a-half-year-old. He has two cousins, uh, two male cousins that are, like, within a year of him. I think one's, like, maybe six months older. The other one's, like, nine months older. So Hudson's our third kid, right? So um, these other two boy cousins, like, they know their numbers and their letters and stuff. And I bet our older kids did by now maybe. But Hudson doesn't. Um, Hudson counts, he goes, one, two, three, 19. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's really cute. He's good with a lightsaber. But man, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know his numbers. He doesn't know his letters. So, so we're going to like, ah, oh, yeah, we got to get on that. Um, and when I say we, Lindsay's getting on it. I don't, I'm doing very little. Sorry, babe. Um, so Lindsay goes to the library, right, and, and she gets books, and, and there are other books that we already had, and there's 
There's probably like Elmo videos that help you learn your numbers and videos. So, so moms, they do this, right? They, there's, there's this structure. There's, I see my kid needs this. I'm going to help them learn this, right? But then at the same time, you know, we could be on a walk with Hudson, um, maybe in downtown Camas, and, and Hudson sees a sign, right? And he, he does know the letter H now. And he sees that letter and he goes, that's my letter, right? <laughs> and then Lindsay, Lindsay goes, yes, that is your letter. What's that letter? That's an H. What are the letters next to it, right? So, so Lindsay gets this, like, this teachable moment, this informal, unplanned moment to, to teach our son. And discipleship, man, it's, there's planned and, and, and there's unplanned. Um, I don't think either is the end-all, be-all, but I think both are, are really valuable. And I think um, when, when we go on camps with students um, or, if, uh, or, or if you go on a short-term mission trip, I think it's a great blend of, of the, the formal and the informal, right? There's all kinds of prayer and planning and work that has gone into, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about these moments at camp, these things that students are going to hear, these passages they're going to walk through, these, these ways that they're going to be challenged. And then there's other stuff that happens too, you know, that you can't plan for, conversations that happen, things that go wrong. Um, it, God uses, uses it all. Um, so, so the formal and the informal, I think they're both really good. I benefited from both. There was a guy, um, I asked a guy when I was a freshman in college if he would disciple me. And I didn't even really know what I meant by that. I don't think he knew what I meant by that, but he was awesome at it. Uh, I went to his house every Thursday for three years. Um, his wife cooked us dinner, and we sat there. I sat with her family, ate dinner. Um, then after dinner, mom and, and their daughter would go upstairs somewhere, and, uh, and he and I would just talk for a couple hours, and he had a notepad, and he was taking notes on, on questions that he should ask me and things to pray for. And you know, we, we, Sometimes we talked about specific passages. Sometimes we didn't. Sometimes we just just talked about my life and, and, and trying to follow Jesus. And, and he was always thinking through this lens of like, all right, what, 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 is, what does Greg need to know, feel, and do here, right? Like his, his heart, his mind, and his actions. Like what, what, how does he need to grow to become more and more like Jesus? So, so that was very formal. And then um, I became a youth pastor in, uh, in 2001. And uh, there was a guy uh, in town that, that he'd been a youth pastor like two more years than me, um, he he's he is a good fly fisherman. I want to be a good fly fisherman, um, and he knew that. And and he invited me to go fishing with him all the time. We drive out to the shoots, um, and I asked him all kinds of questions about ministry, about following Jesus, and we we just had these great discussions. I got to talk about fears and insecurities. We, we got to talk theology and, and and the practical, like outworking of youth ministry and. Man, it was so good, but it, our plan was to go fly fishing, right? Like the, the plan wasn't for me to be discipled. And yet this guy took the opportunity. He was very, very intentional with me. And I became very intentional in, in asking questions. So um, is it formal, informal? Yes, it's, it's both. Um, and, and we'd all benefit, I think, from, from a little of both. Um, so who can be discipled, right? We need to know that. Um, anyone. Anyone can be discipled. Right. So um, part of discipleship is evangelism. Right. Part of making disciples is people coming to know and trust in Jesus, to turn from their sin and turn to follow after Christ. Right. So some of you are doing that in your cubicle. Right. When, when you talk with your coworker about Jesus. Or I know some of you are leading Bible studies with people that, that don't know Jesus yet. And I, it's awesome. Um, 
it's been a while since this guy's been here, but Ron Frost, um, he's a missionary we support. He, he's preached here several times, but I think it's been a few years. His strategy for years um, in, in, in following Jesus and making disciples is he, he invites people to do Bible read-throughs with him, right? So, so um, he, he, he just invites uh, a group of people until he has enough people, and, and they read through the Bible in a certain amount of time together. And he doesn't just do that with Christians. Like He asks people all over the place, at the grocery store, with people he knows, people he doesn't know. And he, he said he just he kind of holds it out there like a magnet and sees like what, what gets attracted, who gets attracted to this. So he, he's reading the Bible with, with people that have been following Jesus for decades and people that, man, they don't even know what they think of Jesus, but for some reason they're interested in reading the Bible. So, so a, a non-Christian, like needs to be discipled, right? They need to hear and know about Jesus. A Christian needs to be discipled too, right? Even if you've been following Jesus for decades, you need to become more like Jesus in your heart, in your mind, in your actions, right? We, we, don't, we don't get saved, learn some Bible facts, get rid of like some of our worst habits, and then we've arrived. If you don't know that, ask someone that knows you well if you've arrived. Hopefully they'll be honest. You're your spouse certainly will be. Um, man, Scripture tells us in Romans 28 and 29 that, that God's using everything, right? All things to make us more and more to conform us to the image of Jesus. Right? Philippians 1.6 says, He began a good work and you will be faithful to complete it, right? So, so God is doing this. It's sanctification. It's this process of making us more and more like Him. So as long as we are alive like God is God is making his people more and more like Jesus in heart mind and actions so the question I have for you is are you partnering with God in this work in, in your own life at least like are you partnering with God in this um, or are you hindering God like are you dragging your feet as God is as God is working on you chipping away at you or are you, are you saying yeah Lord that, that is what I want Gary asked a question last week if, if, our, if our lives reflect that we actually want to grow in Christ? And I think that is such a great question. Does your life, like if you look at your last week, does it demonstrate that you want to grow in Jesus, that you want Jesus to mature you? Or, or are you holding back? So anyone can be discipled. All Christians are disciples and, and need to be discipled. From time to time here at Harvest, we have uh, open sharing. Uh, it can be about anything, or, or maybe we have a certain direction. But imagine, um, imagine one day someone stands up and we hand them the mic, and this, this guy or this gal, they stand up and say, I want you to follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Right? And, and, and maybe we know this person, maybe we don't. Man, if I heard someone say that, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, who are you? You... you it sounds a little arrogant, right? And yet, let's go to the next slide, Alex. 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. It's the exact thing Paul says. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And this, in my mind, when I think discipleship, this is the verse that, that I go to. And it's, it's partially because I heard a student years ago um, that, was, that was totally new to following Jesus. And he had a guy in his life. I, I can't even remember the guy's name. I'm going to call him Jim. Um, so he had this guy, Jim, in his life. And I... Uh, and, and, and the student said, you know, I didn't, I really didn't know anything about Jesus yet. I knew I wanted to follow him. I knew I was going to trust him. But I didn't know what Jesus would do. But I knew what Jim would do. And Jim was following Jesus. And, and, and that's, that's what a, a discipler is doing. They're, they're, they're inviting you 
uh, to follow them as, as they follow Jesus. And, and I think that sometimes as a Christian, we, are, we have a false sense of humility. Right? Like we don't own up to what God has really done in our lives, that the ways he has gifted us. And I think some people maybe don't make disciples because they feel like they don't know enough yet or they're not good enough yet or, 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 or something along those lines. Um, Numbers 12.3 says this. It says, Now the man Moses was very meek, or some translations say humble, more than all the people who are on the face of the earth, right? This, this verse says, Moses was the most humble man on the earth. It's pretty cool. And then you realize Moses probably is the dude that wrote numbers, right? So Moses said, I am the most humble man on the earth. It's funny, right? <laughs> if I stood up and say that, what? No, you're not. I saw you last week or whatever. But, but Moses here is able to say, like, no, this is something God's done in me. He's given me this, this crazy humility. It's not, it's, it's not on my own. Romans 12.3 talks about like our, our view of ourselves. We, it says we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves, right? We shouldn't be overinflated in our view, but, but we should have sober judgment. Right, and I, man, I have struggled with this for so long. I've totally battled this, not really understand what humility is, and 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 then because of that, like shortchanging who God is and what He's done in in my life. So, um, if I were to say to Matt, um, and Matt, you sounded so good today, and actually you did, your vocals were great. Um, if I said that to him, and and Matt's like, oh no, it wasn't me, it was Jesus. I know what he's saying, right? Like he's, yes, okay, God's gifted you. He's done that. Yes, I get that. Um, but, but it was you that sang that, right? And like two weeks ago, when, when you were pitchy, like that wasn't Jesus. That was you, right? You weren't. But, but if, if you were, right? Like, it, like God, has, God has gifted each and every believer, and we, we need to own up to that. Uh, when I first started selling houses years ago, um, you know, I'd, I'd sold, I don't know, maybe 20 houses or something like that. I was meeting with a buddy. I was really insecure about going into houses and talking to people about why they should use me to sell their house and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and, and my friend was asking me all these just good questions, getting at my fears. And, and, and he said, I, I think there's one certain client that I, I just felt weird. I, I just felt so insecure about. And, and he said, Greg, how, how many houses has this guy owned before? I'm like, I don't know, maybe two, maybe three. He says, he sold two or three houses. Yeah. How many houses have you sold, Greg? And it was something like 20 or 30 at this point. And he didn't have to say anything else. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm further along than this guy in selling houses. Like, I, I do actually know more. Like, they didn't just hand me my license. I did have to take a class. You know, I, I have done this quite a bit. And, and, and man, we have no problem on our resumes saying how great we are, right? In fact, maybe they're inflated sometimes. But, but when it comes to following Jesus, we're, we're really timid about how God has made us and how he's gifted us. And he did, he's gifted you, he's gifted me for the sake of the body, right? To build up, right? To build up his, his people. Um, so we need to own up to who God has made us to be and quit shying away from that. Because I think it's one reason that, that we're afraid to disciple. Um, Titus uh, 2, 
Uh, I think I just have two, four up there on the next slide, but I'm, I'm going to start back in, in verse 3. It says, Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or, slave, uh, or slaves to much wine, um, which that, that's modeling right there, right? Like that's modeling how, um, oh, it's not up there, sorry. Uh, it's modeling how to follow Jesus, right? What, what, what a... What a what a godly woman looks like. And then, and then it goes on to say, they're to teach what is good. And then here is what's on the screen. And so, and so train the women to love their husbands and children. It goes on and on. So, so the picture is older women are, are to train the younger women, right? You're further along than them in following Jesus. You're further along in being a, a, a Christ-honoring wife. You're further along in, in being this mother that knows how to raise, raise their children. So they're, they're supposed to pour into them. Uh, Ephesians 6.4, I think we have this up there. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So, so a similar picture. So the disciple, the discipler, the one doing the discipling, uh, he or she is further along than the disciple, at least, at least a little bit, right? So it doesn't matter if you just started following Jesus two weeks ago uh, or a year ago or, or whatever. Like there, I guarantee there are people in your life that you are further along. You're, you're more like Christ, at least in some ways, than they are. And, and there's a person that, that you can, can, can help grow, in Jesus can help become more and, and more like Christ. I can't even tell you the number of times that I've been to a camp and a student gives their life to Christ, right? Like we're praying with them. And then like an hour later, the student's coming up to tell me, I just led my friends to Jesus, right? He's been a Christian for an hour and he's like, he's starting a revival. Like it's, it's crazy. And, and, and yet there's something like as we grow older, like we get more nervous or scared or guarded or selfish. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's all of those. Um, it does not matter where you are in, in Jesus. I, there's someone that, that you're at least a little bit further ahead, that you can encourage them, that you can help them. You're honest, right? You, you, you're, not, you're not pretending to be the, the, the end-all, be-all. Um, but man, you can be a part of them becoming more and more like Jesus. Um, Discipleship happens um, in life. It, it's life on life, right? Discipleship happens like in the context of, of people living life together. If we look at Jesus, he's three years, he's with 12 guys, right? Like they just, they, they did everything together, right? He lived life with them. It wasn't just, you know, these, these, these teaching moments where, where Jesus is, is in order, like teaching them this stuff, like, they lived together. They saw Jesus. They saw him in, in all situations, right? Paul, um, same thing. Like Paul's a guy that uh, he didn't just preach and head out of town. Like he preached. He stayed there often. He, he had interactions with people. They knew, like Paul was a tent maker, right? Like that's how he supported ministry. He, he made tents and sold them. So they saw him as a businessman. First um, uh, Thessalonians 2.8, let's pull that up. It, uh, this is Paul speaking, and the whole passage is great, but we just don't have time to get into all of it. But he says, so being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you become very dear to us. 
right? We, did, we didn't just tell you about Jesus, but we shared our lives, or literally it means our, our souls. Like we shared it all with you. And, and they, they saw the struggle. They saw everything that Paul uh, had gone through in order to minister to this church. Um, man, but we, we want things easy, right? We want it to be easy. Like we like microwaves because we can pop something in and then a minute later, or however long later, something pops out and it's hot and it's good. Um, and, and I've wanted to sell discipleship in that way too. I've wanted to sell, you know, because I'm always recru- I'm trying to recruit people, come serve youth, come love students, and, and I've wanted to to describe discipleship as being easier than it is, right? To to make it so it's it's not such a commitment, it's not so hard. Um, and, and it hit me that I think, I think that we want discipleship to be like a one-night stand. And I know that's crass, right? And, and I was like, man, do I even say that? Like that, that's going to offend somebody. They're not even going to hear what I'm trying to say. And then I was like, man, is my, have my half-hearted attempts at discipleship, is that offensive to God? Like, that's the real question. Not, not are you offended that, that we want discipleship to be a one-night stand? But here's what I mean. Like, I, I've done this myself. Like, I've wanted discipleship. I've wanted to disciple on my terms, right? Like, I've wanted the, the satisfaction of getting, getting to help someone grow and, and, and helping them, educating them, teaching them, like helping them discover their gifts. But I've wanted it on my schedule, on my terms, without, without much commitment at all. And, and that's, man, that's not how discipleship is. This passage in, in 1 Thessalonians 2, it's really amazing to to read Paul's heart for the people. And I would encourage you to go this week and read it. He he describes himself as 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 being like a mother to them. And then and then he describes himself as being like a father and that's not enough. So he, he talks about like being like a child. Like every familiar re- relationship, every important intimate relationship he's using. And he, he just his heart just flows for for these people. Uh, they knew that 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 he cared for them. He had earned the right to be heard by them. Um, so discipleship ha- happens in, in the context of, of really sharing life together. Um, and the good news is that that I think in, the, in just the natural rhythms of your life already, there's opportunities for discipleship, right? Um, we need to think through, like, okay, God, where have you where have you placed me in my, in my neighborhood? Or, or maybe you're in a book club, or in the office, or, uh, or you, you, you play on a slow-pitch softball team, or, or, or whatever it is. What are these relationship that, relationships that God has already given you? Um, I, I knew a guy that, he, he was so great at being intentional. He, he would go, uh, he'd go to the same grocery store all the time, and he'd go to the same, as long as that checker was there, he would go to their line, no matter how long it was, right? Even if there were faster options, because he was trying to, to develop a relationship with that guy. He didn't want to waste the opportunity. If there was a person that he could possibly encourage to follow Jesus, possibly invite to church, he, he wanted to do it. And he was just looking at his life saying, Lord, where do you have me? I have to grocery shop every week. This guy's here every week. I'm going to go to him every week and try and build up a relationship with him. I'm confident that God has already actually set you up to have you help someone become more like Jesus in heart, mind, and actions. I guarantee it's already there. We've just got to ask him to show us. Um, Discipleship multiplies. 2 Timothy 2.2. I love this verse. 
It says in it is Paul talking to Timothy. It says, What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Right? So it, it so it goes from Paul, right? He's discipling Timothy. He tells Timothy to do that with faithful men who will then teach others, right? There's there's four like generations there of of discipleship. Um, man, it, God is all about multiplication, right? All about multiplication. Uh, Jesus poured in to 12 guys and especially into three. And I think Matt's going to talk more about that next week. But right from the get-go, as Pastor Gary pointed out um, last week in Matthew 4.19, he told them that he was going to make them fishers of men. Like right from the get-go, even if they didn't understand it, he, he's, he's, he's telling them, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you not, not just into disciples. I'm actually going to make you into disciple makers. Um, secular historians, um, they look back and, and, they, and they see that Jesus had these disciples, right? Just a handful of guys. And then within 27 years, it's a world religion. That's amazing. That, it's not like when the internet existed, right? It's not, it's not when people could call or newspapers existed, right? Like in 27 years, it multiplied. Boom, boom, boom. I'm not into math at all, but this is the kind of math that gets me excited, right? It, it's such a, it, 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 what's crazy to me that, that this was God's plan, um, that he decided to use us, these broken vessels, but, but he, his plan was to use his disciples. So here's some awesome math for you. So if one person starts with one person and they go out and they make two disciples in a year, right? And then those two disciples, they go on and do the exact same thing. And, and the first guy, he does it again, right? So he made two disciples. Now he's going to make two more. Each of these guys are making two. The next year, these guys are going to make two, right? That goes on for 30 years. The number is 7 billion, 76 million. God's pretty smart. That, it's amazing that that's, that that's what, that, that's how those numbers work. And, and it's, it's because these, these original disciples, they took Jesus seriously. They said, all right, Jesus, Jesus told us to go make disciples. Right? Jesus made us into disciple makers, and that's, that's what we're going to do. And that's what, that's what all of us have been called to do. Um, I'm just going to end on this. Uh, making disciples is hard work. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you... You pour into someone, and they follow Jesus, and it looks like things are going great, and then they walk away. And it rips your heart out, right? Or maybe maybe as a parent, like you know what that's like. And your kid, it ripped your heart out, and you're like, oh, Lord. One, man, that story is not done, right? That is not done. I've got... Two guys in my life, I, I don't even have time to talk about them, but they both totally walked away from Jesus, and I poured, I feel like, everything I had into them. Um, man, that story's not done at all. So even though discipleship's super hard, it is so worth it. It is so awesome. Like I, I get to get together with friends that, you know, that I poured into through the years, and I talk with them, and, and they are still following hard after Christ. I just had lunch with a guy on Monday that, uh, man, I, I love him, and I left so encouraged. He's going through hard, horrible stuff right now, and he is clinging to Jesus. It is so worth it. 
It is so worth it. Just like, uh, like, like Lindsay, um, she she said, uh, you know, about giving birth. Like after a couple of years, you kind of forget, right, how hard it was, and then you're just ready to have another one. And that happened three times with us. Um, and 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 I remember like being in the room, and, and it looked hard, <laughs> like. It looked so hard and so painful. And then you have your kid, and it's so worth it, right? And and this is what Jesus is calling us to. So I'm going to bring the band up. I don't know. I talked a while. Um, this week, though, as the band comes up, I just want you to ask yourselves, and I think we've got this question up on the screen, um, or ask God, actually. God, who... Uh, who do you have in my life that I can intentionally help become more like Jesus? Like, please, like, write this question down. Take a picture of it. Whatever you need to do. Like, we need to seek God and ask him, who do you want me to make? How, how can I help? Who can I help? Just become more and more like you, Jesus, in, in heart, mind, and actions. We're going to sing some songs together. And, uh, man, it... it if you know what's holding you back from making disciples, or, or if you know what's holding you back from, from growing and, and you want prayer with someone, we're going to have people up here to pray with you afterwards. Uh, but please don't leave. Like, if, God is, if God is placing someone on your heart or something on your heart that you just need to give to him, come pray with someone. That would be so, so good.